0: now lord and our father what a joy it is what a joy it is for brethren to dwell together in your presence lord i pray that the benefits that come as a result of our our oneness in the place of prayer that these benefits shall manifest even as we tarry before you in prayer tonight i pray that the blood that you shed on the cross will speak in every circumstance, in every family, in every detail of our lives, that the blood of Jesus will go back into history, Lord, to render null and void every programming that was made by the enemy to abort your purposes for our lives. So, Lord, we pray, My Father and my God, that the heavens will be open over us wherever we are, that your glory will be revealed and that we will see it. Lord, I pray that you give me the ability uh, to speak your word as it ought to be as we meditate together with my brothers and sisters on this uh, uh, subject of the power of your blood, be magnified and be glorified in Jesus mighty name we pray amen and amen Uh, it's a joy to be in fellowship my brothers and sisters i thank god who has preserved all of us uh, up to today and i'm trusting that god is going to bless uh to bless us even as we tarry uh, before him as i prepared this message uh, the lord just quickened a song in my heart and I managed to find the recording of that song and I just wanted to uh, play uh, this song as we um, as we just uh, begin the time of, 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 of sharing uh, so that we can, um, uh, yes, uh, so that we, we just can meditate uh, we can meditate on 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 the words on the words of this song. Um, yeah, I hope it is playing.
1: You by the power of your blood, by the power of your blood, by you the power of your blood, by the
0: Lord, we thank you so much for the blood that you shed on the cross. Lord, without your death on the cross, <laughs> we would be doomed, we would forever be doomed. Thank you, Lord, for, the, for extending your love for us and even as we meditate on your blood, I pray, Lord, that uh, um, your blood will actually speak and that deliverance, healing, Salvation breakthrough that everything that your blood purchased will be activated tonight. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, brethren, our topic today is the power of the blood of Jesus. And I'm just going to share uh, quite a number of scriptures to illustrate basically what we are going to be doing is to is is to put across what the blood of Jesus accomplished what the blood of Jesus continues to accomplish what the blood of Jesus makes accessible to us and why it is important that each one of us as believers gets a deep revelation about the blood about the power of the blood and I know that as we go through a cross section of scriptures the Lord is going to help you and is going to help me uh, to appreciate how important uh, this subject of the blood that Jesus shed is, is is my brothers and sisters I'll begin with Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 24 uh, uh, which is uh, is uh, the key scripture for our sharing today. This is what the portion of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 24 says. It says to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than than the blood of Abel. My brothers and sisters, straight away from this text that were given as 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 the key text for this sharing, you can see that the blood that Jesus shed speaks. Literally, what it means is, is that the blood that Jesus shed has impact. That the blood of Je- that the blood that Jesus shed has a voice, and the scripture is telling us that that voice is stronger or it's better than the voice of any other blood that has been shed. When you go through scriptures, my brothers and sisters, especially right from the old covenant, you will see that there are quite a number of sacrifices, you know, that the Lord told the children of Israel, you know, to, 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 to do. Because the blood is the medium of exchange between the spiritual realm and the natural realm and my brothers and sisters even people who who have nothing to do with salvation and the bible they know this that if you want to transact anything if you want any movement between the spiritual realm and the physical realm the subject of the blood must come into the picture you know, and so many of these people that that are in pagan worship and idol worship, you know, have stolen this principle, knowing that if you want anything in the realm of the spirit to impact the realm of the earth, the blood must be involved. And so, my brothers and sisters, even as we go even as we continue our meditating, you know, may the blood of Jesus today be for us, you know, be for us a medium through which we can influence things in the realm of the spirit so that we can rearrange whatever is going amiss in the physical world in which we live. The blood of Jesus speaks better things. May the blood that the Lord shed speak, even as we share, even as we share today. My brothers and sisters, the subject of the blood of Jesus is so important in the kingdom of God, is so important in, 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 in God's way of doing things, that Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8 says that Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, literally saying that before God embarked on his creation project, according to Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8, the blood had to come into the picture in order to trigger God's creation project. What I understand from this is that before God put his hand into creating, before before the account of Genesis chapter one is spoken about the bible says that the blood had to be in place jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world thinking about this brethren i was just thinking about insurance. you see that when you purchase something especially cars but also other things you know if you want to if you want to be sure that uh that nothing is going to is is, is is going to like fall out of place. You take an insurance. Uh, you, you, uh, I mean, you you you, you, you 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 apply for insurance, so to speak. Before we came to Norway, one of the of, of the requirements was that we had to take a medical insurance. You know, so to speak. This insurance, this insurance was like. Uh, So, so to speak, this insurance that we took, you know, was like a way of ensuring that even when something goes wrong with our health, we will be covered. So, when I think about the fact that Jesus is the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, it looks like God was putting in place an insurance that everything that He would do that no demon in hell, no human being, no circumstance would thwart the eternal purposes of God. I thought about that and I was so blessed that nothing that God has purposed will ever be interfered with by any witch, by any wizard, by anyone, as long as I know how to invoke The blood that was shed even before the foundation of the world. The blood of Jesus ensures us. The blood of Jesus ensures our future. The blood of Jesus ensures the promises of God. Nothing that God has purpose to happen can be interfered with by any principality or any power for people that know the power that is in the blood. Jesus was the lamb that was slain the, the, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world even before God began his creation project you know provision for the blood had to be in place as a guarantee that nothing that ever comes in place not even the sin of adam and eve interfered with god's plan god had already proactively eh, made provision in, in case such a thing happened oh thank god for the blood you know the blood you know is the key to the preservation of fallen humanity from eternal damnation you know, by brothers and sisters, when Adam and Eve sinned, you know, in Genesis chapter three, when they sinned and God pronounced, uh, pronounced the consequences of their sin, and one of the consequences was that they they they, they had to get out of the of, of 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 the Garden of Eden lest they reach out to the tree of life and partake of the fruit of the tree of life and end up living in sin eternally you know they had to get out of the garden of eden you see but god immediately you know clothed their nakedness he clothed their nakedness eh, by the skin of eh, by the skin of an animal they were trying to to cover them their nakedness with the leaves you see but god clothed them by the skin of an animal now i'm just thinking about this you know you know how this skin of an animal comes in, in 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 place you know i'm just thinking that this skin of this animal was a fresh you know it was a fresh skin you know and as they clothed them you know it was still moist It was still moist on the inside by the blood of the animal that had been slain. A sign that the blood, you know, the blood covers our nakedness. The blood covers our nakedness. The Bible says if we say we do not have sin, we deceive ourselves. But that if we confess our sins, You know, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to purify us of all unrighteousness. Somewhere else the scripture says the blood of Jesus cleanseth us. And so the blood has the power, you know, to cleanse us, but also to cover our nakedness, just like the nakedness of Adam and Eve uh, was covered. My brothers and sisters, the blood of Jesus, I mean the blood, you know is also a key to divine acceptance and i get this from hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4. this is what the scripture says that abel offered eh, abel offered an excellent sacrifice you know abel offered an animal sacrifice that was accepted you know and if we read let me just open uh hebrews um chapter 11 and, and and verse 4 right now so that I can just um I can just so that we can just uh read it uh, together Hebrews chapter 11 and uh verse 4 Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4 this is what uh, the scripture says uh, in verse uh, 4 it says by faith Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. By faith Abel still speaks even though he's dead. Abel, my brothers and sisters, he, he, he understood the revelation of the power of the blood. He knew that for you to be accepted before the Lord, the blood had to come into play. So I learned from there that the blood, in God's way of doing things, the blood is what brings me into a place where I am accepted, you know? When I come before the Lord and I present and I invoke the blood that Jesus shed, the excellent sacrifice, this blood brings me the advantage of being accepted before the Lord. The blood is a key to divine acceptance. My brothers and sisters, what else does the blood do? In Genesis chapter 8, from verse 20 to verse 21, this is what the scripture teaches. This is what the scripture says about Noah, that then Noah built an altar to the Lord and taking some of all the clean animals, some of all the clean animals and the clean birds, he sacrificed, burnt offerings on it in other words blood was was shed there the lord smelled a pleasing aroma and said in his heart never again will i cast the ground because of humans even though every inclination of the of the human heart is evil from childhood and never again will i destroy all living creatures i as i have done i meditated on this and what came to me is that The blood has the power to break the curse over the earth. Now, this this text of scripture is from the old covenant, but you need to know that everything that is written in the Old Testament was just a shadow of the reality of the substance that we under the new covenant are living in. You see, so when you think about are uh, Noah here, offering these sacrifices. And after the blood is shed, God says, I will never again put a curse on the earth, even though humans are sinful, it teaches me that the blood has the power to break the curse over the land. May we invoke the blood of Jesus to break the curse over the land, over our properties. There is a lot of spiritual dynamics about land, my brothers and sisters. You know, we need to to learn how to invoke the blood of Jesus to break the curse over the land, to silence every argument over any piece of property. Because in, 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 in the days of Noah, when Noah offered this sacrifice and God saw the blood, God said, I will no longer cast the ground because of humans. The blood breaks the curse. Oh my, may the blood of Jesus break the curse over whatever property, whatever land you may have or whatever land uh, your, fa- your family may be having. The other thing that helps me appreciate the power of the blood is in Genesis chapter eight and verse 22, again about Noah. This is what the scripture says about Noah in Genesis 8, 22, that as long as the earth endures seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. This is what I learned out of that, that because of the power of the blood, the seasons of your life are kept in place because of the blood. When Noah offered this sacrifice on the altar, and the blood of these animals was shed, which was just a shadow in the Old Testament of the reality in the New Testament of the blood of Jesus. When the blood was shed, you know God said that the seasons will remain untampered with. Witches and wizards have tried to tamper with your seasons individuals have tried to tamper with the seasons of your life but today as we pray and invoke the blood of jesus the god-ordained seasons of your life will remain in place untampered with may the blood of jesus correct every tampering of seasons that satan has done through his agents and bring the seasons back into what god ordained for them to be, oh hallelujah! The power of the blood. What else does that the blood do? What else does that does the blood do? The blood triggers the fulfillment of the promises of God. I'm going to give scriptures to back this. This that the blood triggers the fulfillment of the promise. I'm going to begin with 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 Abraham. Okay? yes i'll begin with 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 abraham you see in, in 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 genesis chapter 12 you know when 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 god calls abraham to leave out of the chinese and to go to a land god would show him when abraham reaches there you know that by this is what the bible says i Abraham traveled through the land as far as the great tree of Mamre. this should be in genesis chapter 12 i think uh, from verse uh, 6. Abram traveled through the land as far as the great tree of Mama uh, the great tree of Moreh at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land a promise. To your offspring, I'll, I'll give this land. Then this is what the scripture says. So Abram built an altar there to the Lord who appeared to him. Abram built an altar there to the Lord who appeared to him. When God made the promise, Abram responded by raising an altar. Now, many times we share about altars, we only share about altars in the, in the, in the perspective of prayer. You see, but when you go back and study altars a little more, you realize that an altar was a place of sacrifice. You know, and when we talk about sacrifices, we are talking about shedding blood. So when Abraham had God's promise, he made a sacrifice. Blood was shed. In other words, blood secured the promise that God had made to Abraham. The blood triggers the fulfillment of the promises of God. You don't see it only only on about Abraham, you see it also about Abram's offspring and I'll be I'll be sharing that later but let me read Genesis 26 24 to 25 now this is Isaac Abram's Abraham's son Genesis 26 24 25 the, uh, this what the Bible says that night the Lord appeared to him to Isaac and say I am the God of your father Abraham Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and I will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. And then the Bible says, Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. When God makes a promise, Isaac, having having learned from his father Abraham, as soon as he has got a promise, what does he do? He, he, He raises an altar. On the altar, what does he do? He makes a sacrifice. What happens? Blood is shed. Why? Because he wants to secure the promise God made. The blood of Jesus, the blood secures the promises. If the blood under the old covenant, the blood of cows, gods, and sheep, you know, God had, had accepted in his divine order, you see that. That blood will temporarily eh, grant the patriarchs the benefits of of the the benefits of the covenant. How much more us who are under eh, who are under eh, who are under a new covenant. So you can see that the blood secures the promises. I don't know how many promises God has made to you. You need to learn to pray like this. Lord because of the the promise you have made to me i invoke the blood of jesus i invoke the blood of jesus to activate the manifestation of that promise oh hallelujah jacob jacob with all his weaknesses He also operated in this principle. In Genesis 33, verse 18, the Bible says, after Jacob came from Padan Aram, he arrived safely in the city of Shechem in Canaan and camped within the site of the city. For a hundred pieces of silver, he bought from the sons of Hano, the father of Shechem, a plot of ground where he picked his tent. And there he set up an altar and called, and called it El Elohi Israel. Even Jacob raised an altar where sacrifices were made, were made, so that the blood could come into play for him to secure his future. Oh my! We need to plead this blood, my brothers and sisters. What else that the blood does the blood do according to according to scripture? The blood also secures a nation. The blood secures the generation of the young. And I'm going to give scripture. The blood secures a nation. The blood secures the generation of the young people. The blood provides ground for obedience to the word of God. And the blood sets a population apart unto God. I'm just going to give a, a scripture. Exodus chapter 24 from verse 4 to verse 8, this is what scripture says, this is what scripture says, he got up early, now this is Moses, he got up early the next morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up 12 stone pillars representing the 12 tribes of israel now let me pause there what does he do he builds an altar what is an altar not just a place of prayer only it's a place of sacrifice when you talk about altar you're talking about blood being shed moses moses invokes eh? moses invokes the blood to come into place why because he was securing in the nation he built an altar, you know, and set up 12 stone pillars representing the nation of Israel. So you can see here how the blood secures a nation. My brothers and sisters, if we want Uganda to be secure, we need to invoke the blood of Jesus. We need to invoke them. I was telling brethren in St. Francis the other time that you see when you see the kind of wars that are happening all around eh, all around the world, including in our neighborhood, in Congo and in Southern Sudan. You know it begins to make me think that you know we are not we are not exempt. We are not exempt From such things, you know, except when we learn to invoke the blood to secure our nation. Just the way Moses, you know, set up an altar. And the blood was shed on that altar. and And he set up these stones to represent the nation of Israel. You know literally what he was doing. He was securing the nation of Israel by the power of the blood. We need to secure Uganda by the power of the blood of Jesus. Only that is going to secure our nation. You know, I think about our nation, and I see we our politics in Uganda is very fragile. Any small thing can trigger bloodshed. And my brothers and sisters, you have seen this several, like just a small thing, you know something that appears small. You remember the time the, 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 time the category of, of, of Uganda was going to, to get it. It seemed like a small thing, but it triggered the bloodshed. You know, we are a very politically fragile country, and only the blood of Jesus is going to secure us. So we need to invoke the blood of Jesus over our country. Oh, hallelujah, the blood it secures, you know, the blood, it secures, it secures the nation. Let me just continue with that text of scripture. Verse five of Exodus 24, then he sent young Israelites. After securing the nation, he sent young Israelite men and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls as fellowship offerings. The Lord. Now, all these offerings that these young people offered, blood was shed. Okay? If we want to secure the generation of young people, we need to bring them into the covenant, into the blood covenant. We need to teach them, you know, how to how to utilize and invoke the power of the blood. Just like these young people were sent out by Moses to make sacrifices. Only the blood is going to secure your young people, you parent who is on this platform. Okay. Only the blood of Jesus is going to secure our children, the generations that are coming. Verse seven, then he took the book of the covenant. Now, I think, let me back up a little bit to verse six. Moses took half of the blood and put it in bowls, and the other half and splashed it against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it to the people. And they responded, we will do everything that the Lord has said. We will obey. I was, I'm just thinking about that. What does Moses do? You know, after these sacrifices, he takes the blood and applies it. You know, he applies it. He, he applies it severally. And then after applying the blood, he takes the book of the covenant. He takes the word. When he reads the word, what do the people respond? What do the people, you know, uh, what do they, how do the people respond? The people say, we will obey. I thought about that, that when the blood comes into place, the blood has a way of dealing with people's hearts to bring them to a place of willingness to obey. It is the blood of Jesus that activates the power of the word. It's the blood that activates the power of the word. Oh, may the blood of Jesus activate the word that people whose hearts have been hard all this time when the word is shared it will be like in the book of acts you know when peter shared the word people's hearts melted and they said what should we do the blood the blood empowers the proclamation of the word again you see that in hebrews chapter 9 verse 19b he took the blood of cows together with water Scarlet and wool and branches of his soul. He sprinkled the, the scroll, the scroll representative of the word. He sprinkled the scroll and all the people. The blood empowers the word. You see, that's why he sprinkled the blood on the scroll. You know, these are old testament pictures to help underscore a new testament reality of the power of the blood in making the preaching of the word effective. And you see, my brothers and sisters, if you want to see the power of the gospel, let us focus on the cross. The reason the gospel is too, the preaching of the gospel is not having results is because we are focusing on other topics and neglecting, eh, and neglecting the cross. Eh? which actually activated the blood. If we can go back to preaching the cross, we will see the power in the gospel. What else does the blood do? The blood brings an end to slavery. The blood brings an end to slavery. Israel had been in slavery for 400 years. 400 years. You see, but the events in Exodus chapter 12, From verse 13, if I can just read a few of those scriptures. Exodus 12, verse 13 says, the blood will be a sign to you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. No destruction or plague shall touch you when I strike Egypt. Verse 23, when the Lord goes through the land to strike the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and the sides of the door frame, and will pass that doorway, and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. Now, there are number of, 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 of things to learn out of that, but let me go back to my point of the blood bring an end to slavery. Israel had been in slavery for 400 years. But when Exodus chapter 12 comes into place and the blood is activated and the blood is put on the doorposts, it is that day that the king of Egypt says, let these people. It's that day that the king of Egypt allows the children of Israel to go for 400 years. They were in slavery, but they, then the blood came into the picture. What had lasted 400 years was broken instantly because the blood came into the picture. The blood of Jesus will bring and end all kinds of slavery that may be in your life. The power of the blood, the power of blood. The other things I saw in that text of scripture, you know, uh, the Lord said when I see the blood, eh, destruction, the plague will not come. The plague will not come in the houses where there is a the blood. The blood has the power to preserve us from the plague. I am talking at a time we have, we, 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 we all of us have a clear understanding of what a plague is, and I'm talking about COVID. You know, let me tell you, I keep thinking how yeah, with our broken healthcare systems, yeah, we did not have a catastrophe of people dying in, in big numbers yeah, during COVID. And you know, I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm just thinking, Lord, your blood preserved us. Your blood preserved us. The blood will preserve, has the power to preserve you from the plague. Not because you take care of yourself well, but because the blood, because of the blood. May we learn to apply the blood of Jesus over our homes. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The blood restrains the plague from touching you. The other, the other thing that helps me appreciate the power of the blood is how it triggers the covenant whenever it is applied in hebrews chapter 9 verse 19 to verse 20 the scripture says when moses had proclaimed every command of the Lord to all the people, he took the blood of calves together with water, scarlet wool, and branches of so- hyssop, and sprinkled the scroll to all the people. And he said, "This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you to keep. The blood of Jesus." triggers the covenant between humans and god the blood is what triggers the covenant it is like the blood is the token that it is the token that backs up the covenant just the way when you are wedded in church you give each one uh, i mean uh, the man gives a token of a ring to the woman and the woman gives a token of a ring to the man in spiritual terms the blood of jesus is the token eh, that ratifies or that cements the covenant oh the blood of jesus the blood you see that is why we do holy communion my brothers and sisters every time we do holy communion it's like we are it is like for 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 our own good it's like we are reactivating the covenant and i've seen I've seen many times when when communion is being done in our churches. You know, some people take communion without even putting mind to it. But every time you take communion, you are reactivating the covenant that Jesus sealed with his own blood. You see that you and God have an eternal relationship and that all the blessings that that, that are part of that covenant you have access to them. Oh, the blood. May the blood be activated tonight to bring all these uh, benefits to us. The blood triggers the outpowering of the Holy Spirit. It is after Jesus' death on the cross and the shedding of his blood that the events in Acts chapter 2 happened. Acts chapter 2 could not happen until Jesus had shed his blood. The blood activates the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If we want to see revival, we need to invoke the blood through repentance. And that's when we will see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The blood of Jesus makes atonement. The blood makes atonement. To atone is to cover. The blood makes atonement for the soul. You see, when the Lord sees the blood on the the life of a person who's been a sinner, you see the blood covering, the blood covers the sin. You see, the moment I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, when the Lord looks at me, he looks through the blood. You know, the moment he sees the blood, the blood as a token over my life, I receive acceptance because the blood is provides atonement it gives a cover leviticus seventeen eleven says for the life of the flesh is in the blood and i have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement to make atonement for your souls for it is the blood that, that makes atonement for the souls. That's, my brothers and sisters, that is why in, 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 in the Jewish tradition, they even have one of the feasts. They, they, they have a time that they call the day of atonement. You know, the day of atonement to remind themselves. You see that that, 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 that Christ, the high priest, just like the Old Testament high priest, You know, entered into the most holy place with his own blood and made atonement for humanity once and for all. And whosoever invokes his blood, that blood provides that covering, that atonement. May today be like a day of atonement for us, even as we focus on the power of the blood. The blood purges our consciences. The blood purges our consciences. Scripture in the book of Hebrews says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, how much will that, that blood purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The blood purges our conscience so that we can serve God without condemnation oh i thank god for the blood i thank god for the blood yeah? the blood of jesus is the medium for the remission of sin for the removal of sin according to hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 he says and almost all things are by the law and almost all things are by the law purged with the blood and without the shedding of blood there is no remission there is no remission of sin. The blood is the medium through which remission, removal of sin is actualized because of the blood. The blood cleanses us from sin. According to first John chapter 1, verse 7, he says, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You can see how the blood cleanses from sin according to first John chapter one, verse seven. The blood also sanctifies, according to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 12, the scripture says, wherefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered without the gate. You can see that his, the shedding of his blood was for the purpose of sanctifying the people. What does to sanctify mean? To sanctify means to set to, apart, to, 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 to set apart for a special purpose. It's like to make somebody or something worthy to be a vessel of God. The blood sanctifies us. Wow. The blood of Jesus is also a covenant token. And I talked about that earlier, but in Matthew 26 and verse 28, Jesus said, For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sins. It is a covenant token. And I, I, I talked about that earlier. What else that does the blood that does the blood do? The blood justifies. What does justify mean? Some theologians say justify means just as if, you know. A justified person, you live just as if you had never sinned. It is the blood yeah, that justifies us before the Lord. You know? And Romans chapter 5, verse 9 says, Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. It's like when the blood comes, when the blood of Jesus comes into play, you know, the sinner is acquitted. of his sin because of his faith in the one who shed his blood the blood of Jesus justifies oh thank you Lord for your blood thank you Lord for your blood the blood of Jesus is one of the keys to overcoming satanic powers if you want to overcome demonic powers you need to evoke the blood of Jesus. The famous scripture is Revelation chapter twelve, verse eleven. The first part it says they overcame, they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb. The blood eh, is the key to overcoming satanic powers. You know, my brothers and sisters, the blood is also a channel for redemption. And the word to redeem means to buy back something, something has been taken, and then you are buying it back. Yeah. The blood of Jesus is the channel for our redemption. Yeah. Through sin, we we sold ourselves over to the enemy. But when Jesus shed his blood, you know, it's like he paid the price for our redemption. And that's according to Hebrews chapter chapter 1 and verse 7. I mean, according to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. The scripture says, in whom we have redemption through his blood. The blood of Jesus is the channel for our redemption. For our being reconciled to God. For our being brought back yeah, from the enemy yeah, who." Who, who took ownership of us because of the sin of humanity? Now Jesus shed his blood, paid the price to buy us back to the place that God intended, intended for us, uh, for us, uh, for us to be. My brothers and sisters, the blood of Jesus also gives us access into the presence of God. If you want to enter into the presence of God, you need to learn to apply the blood of Jesus. You need to learn to apply. There, there is a fellowship that we have here every Wednesday. It's like a cell fellowship. And this particular Wednesday we uh, we'd gathered. And uh, in the course of, 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 of prayer and worship, you know, the Lord led that we started uh, speaking about the blood and singing the blood and singing about the blood. And as soon as that happened, the atmosphere changed. Everybody got charged. Now, when people in, 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 in countries like this get spiritually charged, then you know this must be God. The atmosphere changed because the blood came into play. The blood is the key that brings us, that attracts the presence, you know? The blood attracts, you know, the presence. It is like an access into the most holy place, the dwelling place of God. And the right of Hebrews puts that across very, very well. I think it's just, it should be Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. I hope I quoted it right. It says, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest place by the blood of Jesus. How do you enter into the holiest place? Into the depth of the presence? It is by the blood of Jesus. We need to learn to invoke the blood of Jesus so we can get into the presence of God in record time. You know, sometimes when we are entering and, you know, You know, it is is interesting, sometimes as as believers, we get more acquainted with dealing with demonic powers than with entering the presence of God. And yet, when you enter the presence of God, I am telling you, demons just begin to flee. When you are walking in the presence of God, you see, that is why Jesus did not have to shout at demons to come out, all that he needed was to abide in the presence of his Father, and demonic powers, you know, demonic powers would just would just leave. They would just leave. Where his disciples would yell at them. One time, they were engaged in some kind of a disagreement with a man whose child had been tormented by demons for a long time, and they were just here exercising their theology and giving explanations. And when the Lord comes, and the man says, "Your disciples could not cast out the." demon the lord says for how long shall i bear with you and they brought the child and in record time the demon was gone the key yeah, was abiding in the presence and the blood of jesus facilitates our abode in the divine presence even as the writer of hebrews has just has just said that therefore brethren yeah, having Therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is the key to intimacy with God. If you want to be intimate with God, the key is the blood. According to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13, it says, but now in Christ ye who who were sometimes way far off are made nigh, by the blood of Christ. In other words, you who were so far away, because of the blood of Jesus, you have been brought near. The blood of Jesus is what brings us nigh. It is the key to our closeness with God. It is the key to our intimacy with God. The reason the church is so dry is because we lost. Eh? We lost the focus we stopped focusing on the blood we are focusing on money we are focusing on other things you know we 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 moved away from the from from, from focusing on the blood and paul made it clear he said brethren when i came among you i chose to know nothing save christ and him alone crucified it's like the, the the gospel about the cross and the blood is the master key to unleashing the power of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, may God bring us back into the full revelation of the blood. The blood protects us from the plague, that one I already said, I will not repeat that. And the text of scripture is Exodus chapter 12 and verse 13, but also the blood, another advantage that illustrates the power of the blood. The blood of Jesus is the token is the token that causes peace, that makes the peace of God accessible. It is the token that facilitates the reconciliation of humanity with God. According to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20, he says, and through him to reconcile all things not just human beings all things can you imagine all of creation is reconciled to god because of the blood and through him to reconcile all things to himself having made peace through what through his blood on the cross through him I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven? The blood of Jesus brought back order, is the key to order in the natural realm and order in the spiritual realm. Let me repeat that. The blood of Jesus is the key to order in the natural realm and order in the spiritual realm. The natural realm is full of so much disorder. eh? There are tsunamis in some countries. Now I had in South Africa, you know, there was this flood and the people are dead. In Ukraine, you know, hundred people have been. I mean, the the the, the I mean the, the genocide is, is untold. You know, while you're still thinking, you know, in Uganda, you hear the 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 Pangawend men are. I mean, I mean the universe is in chaos. It is in chaos. But you and I, as believers, we need to activate the power of the blood to bring back order in the natural realm, and order in the spiritual realm. Oh my, we need order. We need order. The blood of Jesus is the detergent for the human soul. According to Revelation chapter 7, verse 14, it talks about believers who had washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. They had washed their war robes and made them, robes represent your life. You know, they had washed their lives and made their lives white in the blood of the Lamb. That's why I said that the blood is the detergent for the human soul, it is the key to blessing. You can see that in first in in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 16. I hope I quoted it right. This is what Paul was telling the, the Corinthian church: is not the cup of blessing which we bless a share in the blood of Christ he was talking about communion the cup during communion and you know that cup represents the blood and is is associating with this cup the blood to blessing and so I reflected on that and I said if I need a blessing in my life the blood the blood the blood must come into the equation for me to see the blessings of God I need I need the blood of Jesus to be activated in every area of my life. I'm drawing towards the close, my brothers and sisters. The blood is the key to freedom. The blood is the key to freedom. Is The blood is the key to freedom in every area of your life. In Zechariah chapter nine, verse 11, the scripture says, as for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I shall set your prisoners free. Freedom! I shall set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Zechariah chapter nine and verse eleven. I usually love praying this this scripture. You know, many of us are in waterless pit. You know your job. You are in a job that is like a waterless pit. You work like an elephant. You eat like a, 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 an ant. You know, you are stuck in that job. You know, you, you need know, that. I mean, you it is like a waterless pit. Ministry can also be a waterless pit. You know, you know, the, the, there is no growth in the ministry. You know, there is no revival. There is no presence. You know, it's just it's just like another club, you know. the the waterless pit can represent your marriage can be a waterless pit you know your marriage may have grown so cold and dry and boring but the blood frees us from the waterless pit it is the key to our freedom oh hallelujah the blood of jesus is the perfect manifestation of the of the love of god it's the perfect manifestation my brothers and sisters of the love of god for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish you know it is the perfect manifestation of the love of god it's like when god uh, when god says this is how much i love you he focuses your mind on the sacrifice jesus made at calvary revelation chapter 1 verse 5 it says unto him who loved us and washed us from our sins with his own blood the blood is the manifestation of the love of god may the love of god become real Hmm. in your life the blood of jesus is connected to the glory of god in the old testament tabernacle the high priest would enter into the most holy place once a year with blood. And it's in the holy place, in the most holy place, where the glory of God dwelt. So if you want to see glory, you need to invoke the blood. Without the blood, you can't see the glory. You can't see the glory of God. Hmm? So, my brothers and sisters, may this time of Passover, not just pass us the way other, 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 other Passover times have passed us, where you just celebrate Easter the way you celebrate other days and it goes. Eh? May this mark a new season, a new beginning, you know, where we harness all the benefits that come because of the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. Think about the details of his suffering up to the time he's crucified on the cross. Think about him in Gethsemane, agonizing, and his blood was like a sweat, you know. Think about him in the house of Caiaphas. And in my vernacular, Caiaphas is called Caiaphas. You know, think about him in the house of Caiaphas being beaten and his beard being pulled off. When your beard is pulled off, definitely blood is going to be shed. Think about the crown of thorns on his head and the whippings, which definitely caused the blood to ooze out. Think about the stripes on his back, which caused the blood to ooze out. Think about the nails in his hands, which caused the blood to ooze out. Think about the nails in his feet, which caused the blood to ooze out. Think about his pierced side. All these things, eh, purchasing for you and I, the heavenly benefits eh, that children of God should have. You know, like I shared, uh, like I shared on one of our platforms recently, his uh, sweating experience in Gethsemane eh, was so that we do not sweat to no avail. You know, all your life you've been sweating, you know, and nothing. He's adding up. You know, he's sweated on your behalf. You know, he's being pulled and despised and, and beaten, all that, you know. So that, you know, all this pain and agony that we go through in the world today, we can go before him because the Bible says he, he went through everything that we go through. He is able to sympathize. Whenever you say people don't understand, let me tell you, Jesus understands your pain. He understands your suffering. He understands your sorrow. He's the only one you can confide in because he understands everything. There is no pain and suffering you'll ever go through that he does not understand. He should be your confidant, you know? You know his wipes on his back, it brought us healing. I read somewhere once. I read some theological writings where they said he was whipped 39 times, and there are 39 different classes of diseases. So every all the 39 times of his being whipped took care of all classes of diseases, past, present, and future. All of them they fall in 39 classes. Now, uh, I I, I hope that that is valid research, but I, I came across that, and it blessed me the nails in his feet, you know, feet have to do with position, you know, he restored your standing, he restored your position, you are a child of God, you have a place in God's economy, you are not just someone trying to survive, you have a place in God's economy, he's a pierced side, he created a place for you in him, in him, in him, in him, Eh. Yeah? in him we live and move and have our being in him oh my oh thank you lord thank you lord so my brothers and sisters even as we go even as i now wind up i pray that as we pray tonight that the holy spirit will help us to harness all these benefits that come out may tonight be a like the day of atonement for us you know, my brothers and sisters, during the day of atonement, you know the high priest would go to the most holy place and sprinkle the altar. Eh? I mean uh, and 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 sprinkle the, the, the and, and 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 sprinkle the blood in the most holy place seven, you know, seven times, you know. And uh, and many theologians have, have gone through the sufferings so of Jesus. Uh, prior to his crucifixion, and, he, and and they say he shed his blood seven times. So Jesus, our high priest, eh, shed his blood perfectly, literally like the Old Testament priest, high priest, sprinkling the blood seven times, meaning that it was a perfect. He perfectly dealt with everything that was oppressing you know, was oppressing humans. May this be like a day of atonement you know a day of atonement for us and you see Jesus did not enter an earthly an earthly temple like the priests of the old testament he entered the heavenly temple he entered the temple of the holy of holies in heaven and he did it once and he took there his own blood, while he was shedding his blood on earth and he was being beaten. You know, it's so interesting how there's just, (laughs) the, 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 the way things are in the natural realm, you know, is quite different from the way things are in the spiritual realm. In the natural realm, he was shedding his blood. When they beat him in one place, when they took him, when he was walking, blood was dripping. In the realm of the spirit, what was happening? Him as the high priest, he was was taking his blood. He took his blood into the most holy place. That is what was happening. And when the blood hit hit the mercy seat like this, the veil was torn from top to bottom. And it mirrored on the earth when the veil in the temple was torn. So that you and I can have access. May God grant us access today. As we pray, may God grant us access, may God grant us access, our Lord and our Father. Oh my God, thank you for your blood. Thank you for the price that you have paid. Oh God, thank you for the price that you have paid. And you've made available all these benefits and even much more, we can even never exhaust them that the blood has provided for us all these benefits. Now, Lord, I pray, Lord, that this altar will be activated by your precious blood, that wherever we are, the blood of Jesus will now begin to speak. Lord, that as we pray, Lord, everywhere we are will be transformed into the most holy place and Lord that will experience you because of the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.